We're live, Jenny. We're live, Rochester. Hello, my friendly face. I miss you. (laughs) It's so good to see you. Can you hear? Is all the sound okay? Yes, I hear you like you're right in the same room with me. Wonderful. Well, first, let me welcome our guests, and then I'll introduce you, Jenny, and myself. So welcome, Rochester. Welcome all of our friends from our Tuesday night Jesus Heal, Jesus Heals Today meeting. Um, welcome all of those who are listening in from wherever you're at. We're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're joining us. I believe that we have an amazing message to share, an amazing story to share that Jenny's going to be sharing with us tonight. So we're glad you're here. Um, my First of all, I'm Cindy. In case you don't know me, I'm Cindy Cox, and I lead the healing ministry at Rochester Christian Church. And Jenny is my right-hand person on our Tuesday night healing meetings. Jenny has her own amazing testimony of healing. Um, She has been also mentored by our wonderful Pastor Tim, our mentor, our our patriarch, especially in the ministry of healing. And she's also my very dear friend. So Jenny, welcome. Welcome everyone. Thank you, it's so good to be with you. Yes, I also have my hubby here. Get in here for just a second, honey. My husband, you know that we go hand in hand, wherever I am, he's usually right beside me. I need him. So anyway, he's my support. And this is the first time we've tried the Zoom YouTube live meeting. So um, Kent is gonna be here supporting me as well as Nick, our amazing tech guy here at RCC. So thank you to all of our tech support. Thank you, babe. Okay. So I'm going to start today with an amazing message. And this is what's so cool. This is how good God is. This is a message that he gave me a couple weeks ago. And this afternoon, I called Jenny. Um, I I wanted her to join me, to support me, and to be here to corporately pray together. That's what we're doing in this season. We're doing a lot of prayer. And when I called her, she told me a story that I'm going to have her share later. The story is... The, the living word come alive. This very message that I'm teaching has come alive in Jenny's life with her son and with her family. And she's going to be sharing it today. Isn't that awesome how Holy Spirit works? There's no accidents, is there? I know. So this is a God incident. This whole day, the message, Jenny's story, it's a God incident. So here we go. We got a lot to share and we're going to get right in. Okay. So the message that I'm sharing today is entitled Five Crowns Awarded to Believers. Now, I've never done this before. I've certainly not done this on live video, but I'm going to sing a very short um, uh, chorus of a song because that's where God spoke to me and that's where this message was birthed. This is a song that our church has been worshiping with frequently. It's called You are my champion. So I'm just going to sing a little bit of it. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place. 
undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. So a couple weeks ago, we were worshiping on a Sunday with a song. And when I sang those words where God says, Cindy, you are who I say you are. And I've crowned you with confidence. When I sang those words, the, 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 the truth that just came flooding into me was God has crowned me with confidence. He's crowned me with power, with peace, with love, with healing, with righteousness, with everything that is in my inheritance. And what I also realized was that the crown of the coronavirus is not from him. He hasn't crowned me with coronavirus. The Amen. word corona means crown. And we've been speaking, this has been all that's on the news, almost all that's on the news. It's been the centerpiece of our life. It's been um, forming and, and, and moving us through this season that we're in the coronavirus. And what God spoke to me when I was worshiping with him that, that day, he said, Cindy, you are who I say you are. And I've crowned you with confidence. And then the script or this song goes on. It says, I'm seated in heavenly places with him. Amen. And the enemy's under my feet. That's right. So, so and okay, so that's the first part. So today I was taking a walk. I was outside walking and God speaks to me a lot when I'm walking. And today I was had my headphones on. I was worshiping again. And the song that I was worshiping to was based on Philippians chapter two, verses six through eight. Listen to this. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. So we know that's Jesus. It's talking about Jesus. Yeah. And what I saw as I was walking and talking with God is that Jesus took off his crown. Hmm. He gave up the, 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 the level of deity that he was, that he is. And he chose to come to the earth in the full form of a human being like us in all ways, except sin. So he gave up his crown. And then in Matthew 27, 30, from the Passion Translation, then they spat in his face and they took the reed staff from his hand and hit him repeatedly on his head, driving the crown of thorns deep into his head. So Jesus... What an exchange. Yeah. He took the crown of thorns. He gave up his heavenly crown. Yeah. And he took the crown of thorns as well as the stripes on his back, as well as the nails in his hands and the spears in his side and the death that he died. Because he was purchasing the amazing great exchange for us. So what I want to talk about today is that great exchange, the coronavirus for the crowns 
and the blessing that he has for us. Now, I have another powerful piece of testimony I want to share with you. There were three things. This is the third one. About two weeks ago, as I was doing the live stream video, I have a spiritual daughter who lives in Alaska. And as I was leading the corporate prayer, she was praying with us. She was on her knees. And during that prayer time, she heard God clearly speak to her. And this is what he told Danielle. He said, Danielle, throw off the crown of COVID-19. Throw off the crown of the coronavirus. But that's not all. There were three parts that he spoke to her about. The first part was the crown of the actual symptoms. The, the stuff that was going on in her home. She has two young children. She was sick. Her kids were sick. Her husband was away on, on um, uh, 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 what do you call it, honey? He was, he was, he was, yeah, he was deployed. He was deployed. He wasn't even in the home. And she was having all these symptoms. And at that time, she was afraid. So God, first of all, said, throw off the symptoms, throw off COVID-19. Second of all, he said, throw off the fear that goes with it. And then the third thing that he spoke to her about was the self, and I don't know if this is the right word, but the self-righteousness or the self-control or the independence, like I have to do this right, I have to do that right, I have to do this right. This is what we're being told. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what we're being told, but that had become her God, that she had to do everything just right. God spoke to her and said, Danielle, throw it off. Mm. Now friends, in just a minute, you're gonna hear how this applies to Jenny and Alec, her son. The word Corona is the word crown. The word crown is used in the New Testament and the, new, and the Greek word is Stephanos. The literal meaning of crown is a badge of royalty, a prize in the public games or symbol of honor, a wreath or a garland of leaves placed on a victor's head as a reward for winning an athletic contest. We think of this when we think of the Olympics or when we think of the, the Greek games. But this is the New Testament meaning of Stephanos, and it's used numerous times. This word refers to the rewards of God's promises for believers now and forever. Because when we receive Jesus, we receive our eternal life. When we ask him to be our Lord and Savior, when we declare our belief in him and give our hearts to him, that's when we receive eternal life. It's not after we die. Amen. It continues after we die, but it's for now and forever. So there are five crowns. I did some research after God unveiled all this stuff to me. And I found there are five times in the New Testament where God talks about a crown. And I'm going to share all five of them with you in a super short version. But I will give you the scripture so you can do some more research on your own at home. The first one is the crown of righteousness. Now, like I said, eternal life starts now and goes on forever. And I believe that each one of these crowns isn't just for after we die. I believe that each one of these crowns is given to us with our salvation as a, a down payment or a foreshadowing of the great degree 
of the blessing that is to come someday when we're in heaven. So here's the first one, the crown of righteousness. Second Corinthians 5.21, he made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him, we would become the righteousness of God. That is, we would be made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness. Another piece of the amazing great exchange, right, Jenny? Amen. We, we because of what Jesus did, we've been made righteous. He had, he, he had never sinned, Amen. but he became sin. Right. We were never righteous, but we became righteous Amen. through his sacrifice. But then this is the heavenly piece. Second Timothy four verses six through eight. This is what you need to write down. And now the time is fast approaching for my release from this life. This is Paul speaking. And I'm ready to be offered as a sacrifice. I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course and I've kept my heart full of faith. There's a crown of righteousness waiting in heaven for me. And I know that my Lord will reward me on his day of righteous judgment. And this crown is not only waiting for me, but for all who love and long for his unveiling. So there's your first crown, the crown of righteousness. Here's the second one, the crown of glory. The glory of God, the very nature of God, the very, the very outpouring of his nature here and now. The manifest presence of God, the splendor of God, the brightness of God. And we, as believers, we carry the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. And we have the power of God in us to manifest Jesus, to manifest the glory of God now and when we're in his very presence. So listen to the scripture, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and this is from the Passion. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Wow. Beautiful. We're a mirror, Jenny. Yes. We're a mirror. And, and as we abide, we were talking about this earlier. As we abide in him, in his word, and let him abide in us. As we, as we get still and yeah. listen to him. Yeah. We are transfigured. We're transformed into the glory of God. And then we can manifest Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. As we abide. As we abide. Word. Yeah. Yes. And here's the, the scripture about the crown of glory. This is 1 Peter 5, verses 2 through 4. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God, 
Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Lead them by letting the glory, the manifest presence of God flow through you. Verse four, and when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never ending glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Here's crown number three, the crown of rejoicing. Mm -hmm. Philippians 4.4 from the Passion Translation. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. So here we are, Jenny. We are in a pandemic. Yeah. We are in a season nobody has ever experienced. Right. But the Bible says to be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. But then it tells us how. It says we do that because we are united with the anointed one. Amen. Yes. And even as you shared your story with me earlier today, and you were almost giddy in the midst of a very serious situation. Yeah. And that can only be because you're united with the anointed one and you know your identity. Yeah. Like I said, it was a highlight of my year. Yeah. You have to go through a trial to see the victor. Yes, you have to go through the trial to see yeah. the victory. Amen. Yes. Amen. So here's the scripture in the Bible about the crown of rejoicing. This is 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 19 and 20. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. This scripture literally um, speaks volumes to my heart because this is where my joy is. My joy, Kent and I talk about all this, this all the time. My greatest joy is seeing lives changed. My greatest joy is seeing people move out of a place of fear, of sickness, of darkness, of oppression into a place of life with Jesus. That's more important to me than seeing physical healing. Mm. To see lives changed. And that's what Paul's talking about, this crown of rejoicing. Mm. How can we help but rejoice when we know what we have and then we see other people receiving it Amen. and coming to know Jesus in an amazing way? Mm. I don't think there's any greater joy I agree, Cindy. Yes. Here's the fourth crown, the imperishable crown. Here's the scripture about the crown that's imperishable. It's 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 and 25. Do you not know that those who run a race all run, but one receives a prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So in this scripture, Paul is comparing our walk in life, our race in life with uh, an athletic race. 
And he is saying, you know, people in, in the, the Greek games or the Olympic games or any athletic competition, they, they are seeking a prize. They are seeking to obtain a prize. And in order to seek that prize, they have to be temperate. That means disciplined, exercising self-control, yeah. putting forth a great effort. And they do all that to receive a perishable prize, which means, you know, it's not going to last forever. It's just a, a trophy or a gold Super Bowl ring or a chunk of money or whatever that might be, an Olympic medal, but it's perishable. But Paul says, we have the same race, except our race is the race of living our life to the full, living our life the way God has called us to live, the calling on our life, sharing the good news, praying the prayers, rejoicing in our God, worshiping and praising him, loving him. Yeah. And the prize is imperishable. Listen to these synonyms for imperishable. Enduring, eternal, everlasting, never ending, permanent, immortal, perpetual, undying, indestructible, and inextinguishable but in order for that crown our part is to be temperate here's my words for that faith and endurance faith and endurance hebrews 10 35 and 36 do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it has a glorious and a great reward. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising, so that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. Amen. Hey, I love this word. I use this word. I meditate on this word. I share this word so many times. And right now, when we're in the middle of this pandemic, yes. scripture says that we have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising, with enduring faith, with enduring trust. Yes. But I believe a big part of that is to throw off the coronavirus, the identity of the virus, the fear of the virus. And yes, even the symptoms for the crowns that we're talking about today. Here's this, another scripture about the imperishable crown. First Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. Here's the key, guys. We are reborn. We have a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. That's good news. Yeah, we are reborn. We are made imperishable, immortal. 
And that leads me to number five, the fifth crown, the crown of life. You know, in this physical world that we live in, we need air to breathe. That's yeah. what the coronavirus is trying to steal. Right. We need water. We need food. We need these vital necessities to live. In scripture, Jesus shows us that he provides everything we need for spiritual life. John 10, 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, my purpose is to give you a rich and a satisfying life. And I believe that means spiritual and in our soul and in our body. John 4.10, Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman. And he says, if you only knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it is right now that's talking to you saying, give me a drink, you would have asked me instead and I would have given you living water. Living water. Jesus is living water. James or John 6.35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. The one who believes in me will never be thirsty. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the living water. Jesus is the, the bread of life. Jesus is the very air that we breathe. Amen. Here's the promise about the crown of life. James 1.12. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. Let me say that again. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by this pandemic, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test of faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. Whew. Crown of life. Now I have to go back to my daughter in Alaska, my spiritual daughter, because there was another part to that, that um, encounter that she had with God. The first part was when he told her to throw off the crown of the coronavirus. The second part, she saw God, Father God, take a mantle and put it up in the air, envision a cloth, a, a robe, lifted it up and let it fall upon her. It covered her from head because she was kneeling with her head down. It covered her from head over her whole body. Wow. She told me this the next day and I started to, to say, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking? Yeah. Well, the mantle, the symbolic meaning of a mantle was authority. Mm. Think about Elijah and Elisha, his son, where the authority, the mantle was passed from spiritual father to spiritual son. But in the New Testament, the mantle is a visible representation of the Holy Spirit mm. and empowerment. Yeah. And that brings me to the, my final Thing I want to say about the crown of life. The victor's crown of life is a symbol of ruling and reigning in the power and the nature of the divine life that God has called us to live in. So God has made the way for a divine exchange. That's right. 
to let go, to throw off the coronavirus. That's right. The, the symptoms, the fear, the, the self-control, the controlling piece of trying to do everything exactly right to be absolutely 100% safe right. in our own being and our own strength. That's it. And to put on God's crowns. Mm-hmm. So Jenny, I called you today just to ask you to come join me and pray. Yeah. And you told me what happened last weekend. First of all, I want you to go back about a month and tell me about Alex, your son's symptoms. Yeah, he's had these symptoms for about a month. And um, he called the doctor and they and he said, let me just make an appointment with you and send you a test. And it took him about three weeks to get the test to him. So the symptoms were COVID symptoms. The symptoms were what you would consider COVID symptoms. Um, tightness of chest, hard to breathe, um, you know, congestion, slight fever would come and go. Okay. Um, and it's been this way for ongoing for like a month. Ongoing for weeks, almost okay. a month, I would okay. say. Mm-hmm. But he had not yet had the COVID-19 test. He did or not. It took him that long. Too long. Okay. So last Saturday, tell, tell everybody what happened. By the way, we have permission from Alec to share this. We do. Yes. Um, so Alec is my youngest. I have three children. How old is he? He's 25. Tell us this, this much about the calling on his life. Well, he has an amazing calling. You know, I, he's, he's just so special because he was born 10 years after our second child. And I homeschooled him. And at the time God told me to homeschool, I had no clue why he told me to homeschool. I just was obedient. And I said, yes. Um, And so every Tuesday night, we were part of the Tuesday night healing ministry with Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim. And Pastor Tim, when he was just a little boy, said, Alec, there is a calling on your life. You're going to be famous. You're going to be on TV. And um, at the time, you know, he's just a little kid. He didn't really know what that looked like. And um, now he's just, he's just blowing it up. I mean, he utilized this one month to get his online school started. He's actually a self-taught wood sculptor. He is not just a self-taught wood sculptor. I'm going to brag for mama. He is amazingly god gifted, talented, beyond what could possibly be natural. It's super absolutely, natural. Absolutely, absolutely. There, when he was just a little boy, people in our neighborhood, we live out in Leonard, um, there was this one guy that said, you know what, looking at your work, Alec, makes me believe there's a God. He was an atheist. Wow. wow. And he just, he just saw Jesus in him. And Pastor Tim told him as a young boy, he said, your gift is from God. So every time somebody says, son, you're amazing. You have to praise them on the inside. Just say, thank you, Jesus. They don't have to hear it, but you need to praise them. Yes. yes. And, and so, um, so on Saturday, yeah. tell us what happened. So on Saturday, um, he, uh, he just happened to be it was about 7.30 at night and we just left his house. We parked our kayaks at his lake and um, he's 10 minutes away. 
Mm -hmm. And we just pulled up the driveway and he called Phil. Well, he's talking to Phil and all of a sudden Phil put the phone down and Phil turns the truck around and he's heading back down the driveway and I can still hear somebody talking on his phone. So I picked up the phone and it's Alec and he's throwing up. He can't breathe and he's throwing up. And he says, I, I swallowed some pills and I don't know what's going on. My throat is closing up and he would just throw up. So it was critical. It was critical. He, he's had symptoms of COVID for a month and he's already had issues with um, heaviness in his chest and breathing. And now he was literally choking. Um, he, had, he had been taking some supplements to, to yeah. keep himself as strong as he could. And he, he choked on these pills. Okay, so what happened next? These pills got stuck in his esophagus. Yeah. And he couldn't even swallow his own spit. He couldn't swallow. He could barely breathe. Yeah. At all. He could breathe, but he couldn't swallow even his own spit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so we just, you know, I said, call Karen. Karen is our good friend, the nurse. And um, she's been kind of walking him through this till he, you know, till he can get tested. And so he calls Karen, Karen says, call um, 911. You know, if somebody has to give you permission, call 911, right. um, have an ambulance. I said, um, we'll just drive him. We're 10 minutes away. Right, right. So we picked him up at his house. He jumped in the truck and we just made a beeline to urgent care. Okay. Uh, Karen's on the phone. She says, get him to emergency, get him to emergency right away. Um, so we thought, well, there's an urgent care that might be a little closer. Right. Um, at that point I wasn't, so I could see there was fear in him, but I know my authority and I know my son and I was sitting next to him and I had my hand on him and he's like, oh, touch human touch. He was wow. isolating for a month. Wow. He was isolating touch. for a month. He had had nobody yes. with him for a month. Because no. of and we realize we're not homebodies, Cindy. Yeah. We made that connection recently. Yes. We are not homebodies. We are people, people. Yes, yes. And so anyway, so we rush him to, to this urgent care. We get in urgent care and um, he is, they don't know what to do with them. They want to run an x-ray. And I said, what would, de what would you determine in an x-ray? They said, we would see if he's got pneumonia. I said, what else? He said, um, we'll see where the pills are, maybe. And you know, when you hear something and you know it's just not the truth, it's just, I wasn't confident the x-ray is how he should go. This okay. doctor was not instilling confidence in me. He didn't know what to do with them. Okay. Finally, he said, you got to rush him to um emergency, uh, Beaumont emergency, uh, or we can call an ambulance. I said, no, we'll drive them. Okay. So now you're in the car on the way to emergency. You know that I'm just um, fast, fast forwarding a bit. You know, you're not going to be able to go in with him. Yeah. So what's happening in the car between so, one place yeah. and the next? That's the part that is precious. I would never trade that for the world. That was the highlight of my year. Um, you know, you don't need faith for something that you already see. You don't need faith. 
Faith is a substance of what you don't see. What you don't, what you haven't yet seen. Exactly. And so I had my hand on this boy. I know the life. I know the prophecy on this kid. And I know the calling on his life. But he was so focused on not being able to breathe, not being able to even swallow his own spit, that he had already told us what his last wishes were going to be. He said, mom, dad, I'm just going to tell you what you've been to me. And he just told us what he thought of us and what amazing parents we've been. And I didn't know if I should cry or laugh. So I was laughing. So I picked up my phone and I recorded them because I said, you're going to need to hear this at some point. Wow. And so I recorded. He literally thinks that he may die and he's telling you and Phil what he wants from his heart, what he wants you to know. Yeah. He had also written down, you told me he had written down a will. He had written down the will. He had read the that day or the day before um, something that a nurse had written that that said, you know, if you have the COVID, you need to write down your last wishes. You need to have a written will. And so he did that in the 10 minutes it took us to get to his house. Wow. And so in the car, he um he I said, Alec, you're going to be fine. He said, I know, but there's still a small, small, small chance. And I don't want to take that small, small, small chance and not let you know how I think, what I think about you and dad. Yes. Yes. And tell them, tell them what you told me about where he said, I know that God heals, but not everybody gets healed. Tell that's so important. Yeah. So, so after he went on for probably 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and he made the phone calls to all the important people in his life. And then he told us what to do with the school. He said, what percentage he wants us to give to the, to his friend, the uh, missionary. Yes. The missionary, Evan, good yeah. friend, Evan. And um, that's really when you know the heart of a man. Mm-hmm. And um And then he got to the point where um, I said, okay, Alec, can I talk now? He said, yeah, go ahead. I says, what if, what if the plans that God has for you have not been finished? You still have prophecies. Mm -hmm. I said, could you just close your eyes right now and let me pray for you? He closed his eyes and I said, God, just remind him of a time where he felt close to you. And he pictured himself on the beach. I says, where is Jesus right now? He said, holding my hand. Jesus loves the beach. And, um, and then he said, mom, I know, but not God doesn't, there's people that are dying today and God hasn't healed them from this COVID. I said, honey, that might be true, but what is the truth? You might be looking at some things that are true, but what is the truth? Let's go back to the truth. What does the word say? You know the word. The word says there is nobody that God turns away. Nobody. There's never one time, and we know this from Pastor Tim years ago, there has been not one scenario where somebody went to Jesus and Jesus, not healing today. Mark, Luke, and John. Not one. The heart of the father. Right? Exactly. And so I said, so, you know, that's the truth. There's a difference between what you're feeling right now and what's true. Yeah. And so he was ready to receive it. He had his hands out and 
it was just, we were both praying in tongues. And then I just prayed on his chest and had my hand behind him. And um, he says, you're going to drop me off right there at the door. You're not going in. That was a reality call from mama. Yes. Yes. I didn't put that together. I was just in the moment. uh, You were praying over him. You were laying hands on him. You were speaking over his lungs. You were speaking healing. You were speaking with the authority and the power that you have as a believer. Amen. What was, how was that different for what from what Alec had been speaking over himself or focusing on? It was truth. I mean, when you you know that when you know the truth, exactly. When you know the truth, peace comes over you. And there was something that just came over him. And um but he still couldn't breathe. Yeah. He yeah. still couldn't swallow his own spit. He had a little thing and he kept throwing up because they were like two horse pills blocking his esophagus. Okay. Stuck right in there. Good. And so, and so um, it was obvious he had fear and he was receiving truth. Like it was just water that he could actually drink. He needed that living water that we just read about. Amen. And you gave it to him, mama. You gave him living water. Yes. Yeah. And that's what he needed the most. And, but I did let him speak first because that was precious. And so then he went into the hospital without you. He went, we just dropped him off at the door. You know how that works. You, You pull up and they check your temperature and then they take you in. And, um, and, you know, the, the gentleman that came to the door, God bless those people. They are just doing such amazing work. Um, the gentleman, that was just anointed too, Cindy. I didn't share this with you earlier. The gentleman, the, the young man that came to the door, he said, so what's going on? And I piped up and I said, he has two huge vitamins stuck in his throat and he can't breathe or swallow his spit. Mm-hmm. And and Alec goes, and I'm being tested for COVID Monday. Mm-hmm. And the guy pulled him in and he says, buddy, you don't have COVID. You're fine. And so it just, so they took him into the emergency room and Alec goes, is that, is this the COVID floor? He goes, no, it's not the COVID floor. Wow. And so, oh God. Yeah, it was totally favor. So he sat down the whole time we had him on speakerphone. Doctor came in. We had his brother on the other line. Um, we just did a you know conference call and um, and so there was just so much joking. I can't even tell you. I have very funny kids, but he they took his temperature. He had a mild fever, which is another sign of COVID. Right. And so um, he, um, Dr. checked him, left half an hour later, we noticed he throws up, he throws up these pills that were inside of him. Wow. Wow. And he says, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. Wow. And I says, well, Alec, you're going to have to make sure that they'll let you go. And uh, usually medical team wants to give you this or that and, you know, make sure you're all fine. And yeah. I mean, so, so that was an answer to prayer, totally. to get those, those things out of his throat, right? Totally came right out of them. I mean, that was praise you God. Yeah, totally. It was just so amazing. 
for God to just get the glory of that. That was probably half an hour after we dropped them off. Wow. And, um, and so it was just, you know, then he had to put his clothes on and then they wanted to, you know, give him anti-nausea medication and other kind of medication. And he says, no, I'm good. I'm really good, man. I'm really good. Yeah. 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 And so he felt great. Wow. Um, let him come home. And so they let him come home. We were in the parking lot the whole time wow. and we jumped back in our car and we just, we joked about it. And now he's with you. He's staying with you and Phil. He's with and us. He had the COVID test today. And he we did not know. Right. We did not know if he had COVID Saturday night or right. Sunday or this whole month. And he got tested Monday. And today the results came in and it was negative. And it was negative. It was negative. I want you to tell one more thing before we move into prayer, Jenny. Yeah. Would you please share your ministry time with your son this morning? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you, Cindy. Um, you know, this, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God means for good. And the reason I say that was so beautiful to me is because what other mama and daddy gets a time to be with their 25-year-old son and see him at their, at their most frightening time? And open doors for conversations that maybe you just don't have because Alec is a very successful young man, has his own home, uh, but it's been kind of scary. He spent the night at our house the last few days because he hasn't been able to sleep with his, with his breathing disrupted. And fear, yeah. And fear. And so he woke up this morning and um, I do inner healing. I have an inner healing ministry, but he came into the ministry room where Phil and I start our day. And I shared with him, I said, years ago, I was given one week to live. Oh, when I had to, that's not, let me start over. Several years ago, I was given a terminal illness diagnosis. And it wasn't something that could be cured. It was something that uh, you just have to live with. And um, I got to share that I actually went a whole week thinking that I might be dying. Mm -hmm. I could die from this. And the enemy just played with my mind. And I saw three caskets, mine, my mom's and my dad's. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're first son, because the enemy is going to use this time. If you don't take your thoughts captive, and the verse that I gave him was 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I take every thought captive upon the obedience of Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. But the enemy was this word today, throw off the coronavirus. Amen. The focus. Yeah on the fear. Go ahead, continue. Yes, because you can, you can actually, you can produce these symptoms in your mind, in your body, if you focus on them long enough. Mm -hmm. And Cindy, you've preached about this. These mm -hmm. are counterfeit symptoms. Counterfeit symptoms, yes. And he had them. And he's been fighting them for a month. A and, month. And, and Jenny told me that, and, and that's why we got Alex permission to share. He's an amazing kid, but he's been researching the symptoms. He's been looking at his own body. He's been 
having a microscope on himself and, and the research and the news. And that's been a big part of his focus. And that's why today his mother gave him that piece of wisdom, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Because God says, no, the weapons of your warfare, they're not physical, they're spiritual. And God says to take those thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ. That means anything that doesn't agree with God needs to be in submission to that word. Because God's word, the truth, supersedes everything else. Amen. And we have to be there, not just for our kids, but for whoever needs us in this crisis. Yes. I've gotten more phone calls of people that have, even fear, God can even use fear. I mean, it's not a motive. It's only will motivate you for a short period of time till it gets a hold of you. It was Heidi Baker that said, um, what did she say in the shaking? She said, Worriers will become warriors. Wow. Worriers will become warriors because we're desperate enough to go to him right now. Fear, if we allow it to, will provoke us to go to God. Amen. Amen. Provoke us to go to his word. Provoke us to seek truth. Amen. And fear is extinguished. Amen. Jenny, I want to stop right now and take communion. We have about 10 minutes left. Sure. And I want to be able to pray for our people. Absolutely. So um, can't we come join us too, honey? So as we are here focusing on who we are in Christ, this is why we are who we are in Christ. Mm. Jesus, the night before he died for us, he took bread. He told us he was the bread of life. He told us that earlier in his ministry. And the night before he died, he took bread that symbolized him and his body. And he shared that bread with his, those men that he loved, those apostles, his disciples. And he said, this is going to be a symbol for you, friends. This is going to be a symbol of what I have done for you. That I chose to have a crown of thorns. I chose to let them beat me and ridicule me and reject me. I chose to take those stripes on my back because I wanted to make the way for this divine exchange. The crown of thorns for your crown of glory. So let's take the bread in remembrance of how Jesus was broken so that we could be made whole. And then when supper was ended, Jesus took the cup and he shared the cup, the cup of blessing. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. The old covenant is going to be replaced with a better covenant. Amen. No longer will sin just be covered over. No longer will there be a barrier of sin between people and God because of the blood that Jesus shed. The veil is lifted. Amen. We no longer have a veil. We now live free with Jesus as the Lord of our life. So as we take this cup, remember our part in the covenant, which is to believe and to have that faith and endurance no matter what circumstance we're in.
Yeah. So let's take the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Jenny, I'm going to pray right now over the coronavirus and the people. I pray right now, Father God. I've already prayed for Alec today before he got that diagnosis. Jenny and I prayed for him. Thank you. Father, we pray for all those in this world, all those who are listening, especially right now, who either have symptoms or fear or who are been diagnosed with the coronavirus. Yes. Father, we declare right now the truth over the facts. We declare right now that by the stripes of Jesus, healing has been purchased. I believe it with all my heart, God. Amen. Jenny and I, as mamas, stand in this place of believing for our children and for our children's children and for the children that are represented right here in our prayer. We speak the fullness of life, the calling in our children's life to be fulfilled, the, the purpose in our life, the identity in our children to rise up in agreement with you, God. Amen. And coronavirus, you're not our identity. Right now, we speak to you, coronavirus. We are throwing off the crown of COVID ID right now. All symptoms, all fear, and all um, self-control or independence yeah. in this um, pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Father, I speak right now over those who have the virus in their body, especially in their lungs. I speak to lungs right now. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we have been declaring how you are the bread of life, how you are the, wa the living water and how you are the very breath that we breathe. I pray right now that the breath that is being breathed is anointed by the healing grace of our Lord Jesus. Healing lungs right now, healing lungs. Yes. I declare right now that people on ventilators will come off by the multitudes in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. We speak healing and wholeness over lungs. And I speak um, ongoing healing with no residue, no residual effects in lungs in Jesus' name. Against all odds, I declare that 100% of people that are having ventilator support are healed and come off those ventilators healthy and whole. It doesn't matter if they're 90 or if they're 20. I yes. speak healing and restoration. I speak healing over immune systems. I call immune systems balanced, healed, and made well. I speak health and strength and life over immune systems. I forbid confusion in immune systems. I declare that the same Holy Spirit that raised our Lord Jesus from the dead dwells in us and quickens immune systems with the life and the wisdom of God, which guards, protects, and restores life and health in bodies in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jenny, would you please pray mm -hmm. over the spirit of fear and the spirit of self-control? Absolutely. Oh, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, God, that you don't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. God, even just that one verse will heal and destroy the spirit of fear in you. So we thank you, Papa. We thank you, Papa, that your word is living. It is living. It is living water. And when we hear your word, it washes us through like your blood, God. And we just right now, we just, we just say the Lord rebuke you. 
Lord Jesus, rebuke you, Satan, and anything that wants to be formed against you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And we just thank you, God, that when we keep our eyes focused on you, Jesus, just help us to remember to keep our eyes focused on you, the perfecter of our faith. And so whoever is listening today and has been dealing with fear, I just ask that you just shift into this atmosphere of keeping your eyes on Jesus. Just close your eyes and just say, Jesus, can you remind me of a time where I felt close to you? And then just keep looking in his eyes because he always gives to those who ask. And so, and, and God, I just, I just thank you. And so this, I know there's at least three people that are listening right now, and there's probably many more that just kind of feel like they've been focusing on the symptoms and maybe even experiencing some of these false symptoms. They're false. These are false symptoms. My son was, was tested and it was negative, but he would have told you he had it because these symptoms felt real to him. Yes. I rebuke those right now, Jenny. Amen. I stand in the authority that we have as believers and I rebuke counterfeit symptoms. I command them to leave. I command them to be severed and broken off and removed. Father, thank you. I, I, think I told Jenny this before we started our, our, our live stream that I can almost guarantee that now that Alec has the negative, there's no... COVID-19, I can almost guarantee you that the symptoms will leave. Amen. I speak yes. that over all of you right now, that counterfeit symptoms leave. And you say, when we received that prayer, something broke in me and now all symptoms are gone. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. I want to pray right now over all of those beautiful people who are taking care of the sick. Yeah. We thank you, first of all, we thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you. Yes. And we pray for you. Yes. We pray that this is a season where you are giving so much that you feel like you, like you cannot give God. And as you give to the people, as you care for the people, you are being given to, you are being blessed. You are being built, built up. You are being supernaturally strengthened. Thank you for what you're doing. And I pray that blessings abound in your life, with your family, and in your own life. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Jenny, would you please pray for healing in marriages, in families, in finances, mm. in our, and in our economy? Okay. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you, God, that you call us co-heirs. God, that you bring us together. In a marriage, God, I just pray for married couples right now that you just bring unity, not division, but unity in them, Lord. That you just supersede all the surfacey things that don't really matter, God. And that you just speak to them like you've never spoke to them before, God. And I just see like marriage is uniting in this season. Instead yeah. of all the jokes that are out there of like, you know, how, hey, I haven't heard anybody say, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread. You know what? I rebuke that. The perfect husband for you is the one you're married to. Huh. Amen. That's the perfect husband for you. Amen. And so I just ask that 
that you rise above and that we are able to just see each other as children of God, as co-heirs. And also, God, I just thank you for, for um, even financial blessings, because in this season, God, you have provided. You've shown us how you provided for us in the past, and you're going to provide for us again. And God, I just ask that some of these people that are struggling in their finances are able to just put that down, lay down their idols, God, so they can just rise up and see the goodness that you have in store for them. And God, just like any challenge in life, if you've been challenged, you now have authority. You now have blessing and authority and you're in for an upgrade. Yes. So I yes. declare an upgrade in some of these yes, thank uh, families you. that maybe have some financial problems right now. And I pray for increase, 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 God, because you're good, God. And that's what we dwell on is your goodness, Father. Yes. And what was the other one, Cindy, that you wanted me to pray for? Um, I think you, I think you covered it well. Oh. You did a good job. Thank you, Lord. And right now, I pray, Father God, for hearts, mm. hearts of revival, hearts mm. that are surrendered to God. As Jenny already said, yeah. sometimes during these seasons, that's when we do run to God mm. with true hearts of surrender. I pray, Father God, that lives are forever changed, that we come to know you and we come to know you more, and that revival is personal revival is one-on-one -on -one, and revival is running uh, uh, there's a pandemic <laughs> right now of revival mm -hmm. of hearts given to the lord mm -hmm. and the lord loving them and receiving his love i pray right now a blessing i pray that all of the blessings of the crowns that we've been speaking about the crown of righteousness the crown of glory, the crown of rejoicing, the imperishable crown, and the crown of life. Those are your blessings. Receive them, wear them, enjoy them, and live the fullness of life that God has so desired for you to receive. And I ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Well, before we close and say goodbye, I have an announcement. Talked to Pastor Richard tonight, right before we came, uh, we were driving over here, and he has a really exciting guest that's going to be with him tomorrow night. There's a young man named Daniel Norris. It's one of Pastor Richard's spiritual sons. He's a missionary, has been on the mission field, but currently he's pastoring a church in Tampa, Florida. Tomorrow night, via Zoom, he is going to be right here with us, with Pastor Richard, and they're going to be talking on what is truly essential. Doesn't that sound like a good message? Wow. Yeah. So we're going to close now. Once again, Jenny, this has been awesome. I love this. Story. We need to do this more often. Yeah. Your story, what you did, what your story did was what God said to do with the word. He said, don't just preach the word. There needs to be power with the word. Yeah. Tonight, I share the message. You shared the, the experience of the message coming to pass in your life. Yeah. The word is powerful. The word is truth. 
the word, the truth sets us free. And your son is free. Yeah. He Praise is. God. Thank you, Cindy. It's about returning to the first love right now. Yeah. The intimacy that we lost with God because we get we got too busy. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what that's he's what our world's doing now. So yeah. may we turn return, may we all return to that time of intimacy with him. Amen. 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 Okay, we're gonna sign out now. God bless you. We love you. Love I'll be back next week. Jenny, I'll see you soon. Can't wait to hug you. Can't wait to hug you either. Okay. Oh, we'll, be back. we'll be back there on Tuesdays really soon. Yes. In Jesus' name. We promise. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Okay.